looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. Five check. Oh, I wasn't expecting that. Oh, because it's like our first like post inauguration. Yeah, it's our first post inauguration vibe. Um, the vibes are, the vibes are high. The thing about vibes is it's like fumes, like you're running off fumes, you're running off Mm -hmm. vibes. And I would say the vibes, like, because vibes are fleeting these days, like the vibes are high. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like not a steady vibe, high vibe, but I would say like, if we're running off endorphins here, like it's a vibe. Yeah. How do you feel? How's your vibe? My vibes are better. I wouldn't say the vibes are good, but better is better. Better's better. Yeah. Shout out to the hooligan who called and was like, you guys haven't done a vibe check in a while. It's like the vibes were low. <laughs> Nobody wanted to check. You did not want to hear how the vibes were. But I will say that today's vibes are better than normal because we had so many good calls this week, which makes me suspect that everyone else's vibes are better. Also better. I don't want to, again, I don't want to call them good, but better. We had so many calls. <laughs> Yes, so, so many, many calls generally. Calls. Let's play a quick montage of some of our favorite calls. How about that? B-E-N-A-N-A. These two split the other day. But why, the Pressdale face will ask, while they are still not wearing masks. B-E-N-A-N-A. Let's end this segment soon. Hooray. Hi, y'all. Just saw that. Banana split. <laughs> Banana split. <laughs> okay, bye. Constraint. I know you got a lot of calls about this, but banana split. Crunch crunch. Lindsay and Bobby. Banana split. Banana split. Crunch crunch. Banana split. Um. God bless. What the fuck. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, Banana Split, Leanne Cuisine. Banana Split, me inside. Banana Split. Banana Split. Banana Split. I guess you would call it a Banana Switch. Fuck, I fucked that up. Let me try this again. 
I guess you would call it a banana split, Leanne Cuisine. This is only a taste, only a taste of the calls, but I tried to use the ones that were like the shorter ones. So it's been a few days since this happened. Are you, where, how do you feel? Are you convinced? Are you still on the fence? Do you still, are you still taking the anti that you still think they're together? We've had the cutout since we last spoke. I added it in post, but we didn't talk about it. First of all, the cutout, the rumor, the rumor that that cutout, that the person holding the cutout was Casey Affleck, there's no way that's true. It's someone in landscaping gear, which is you, you point out in the episode, in the future Lindsay segment. The only other thing that's really happened since you recorded Future Lindsay was a page six exclusive. The same source who said they broke up over disagreements over kids said that there's a chance the quote lovebirds will reconcile. Well, they still have to go on a press tour together, right? Like one day they have to go on a press tour or something. Right. Yeah, I mean, so, so you're holding hope that they'll get back together. But for now, the segment is dead. Yeah. I'm holding out hope both selfishly for the segment, for our purposes, but also because there's something about this that seems off. Something about it just seems off, and I can't quite put my finger on it. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you for all those calls. I would argue the segment ending is actually a perfect thing for the segment. It wasn't meant to be the whole show forever. forever yeah. It's not Rita Ora. It mm. is. It was a fleeting covid era moment, and if they broke up, they broke up. We'll find another. We'll find another couple. I'm so. COVID's not over, you know? I know, COVID's true. Like, at least make it to the end. Make it Wait to until you get vax, vaccinated. Break Please. <laughs> Please. Okay, 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 okay. So for now, it's, but for now, it's dead. And we'll update you if we get any more updates. Yeah. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, this is how I knew Luke Evans was gay. Um, it's Franny, by the way. Robert and I had just started dating. And Viacom put him up at this incredibly nice hotel in West Hollywood. And so I went to meet him there. I was leaving in the morning and I was getting my, oh my busted-ass rental car from the garage. Because, you know, I live in New York and rented a car out there. And the valet pulls up and tries to give me this incredibly nice Audi. And I was like, that's not my car. And Luke Evans and his boyfriend or whoever he was with at the time steps up behind me and goes, that's my car. And winked at me and got into the car with his boyfriend. And I was like, huh. And then two seconds later, the valet comes up with my like 2015 Hyundai Santa Fe. No, I wasn't a Hyundai. I'm just using Bobby. Anyway, I know that conversation wasn't a prompt about how, when and where straight women found out Luke Evans was gay for the first time, but it did truly blow my mind. So, good for him. His boyfriend was hot. His car was hot. The whole thing, very hot. Anyway, that's our friend Franny calling with the great Luke Evans story about how she, a straight woman, found out Luke Evans was gay because his valet car, his valeted car, was brought before hers. And he goes, that's my car. And got into the car with his boyfriend. <laughs> Love it. That's my car. Wink. Wink. Love it. If he said that to me, heart attack. You, heart attack. Your standum has gone too far over the past week. There's sometimes where you can't tell if your standum is real or it's or, real or fake or it's, it's fake and I then it turns real it's like yeah, oh i'm doing thing. a bit and then it's real i know all that's, of a sudden it's real 
that's my brain's favorite thing to do. <laughs> Begin with a bit and then turn into something extremely true. That's why you like coffee so much, let's be real. Yes, <laughs> I know. I actually had this thought when I poured my coffee today. Yeah. Do I really like coffee or is it just a bit? <laughs> no, 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 no. Before I had the first sip of my iced coffee, I said, I can't wait for my second iced coffee. I, in my head, that was my first thought. A legitimate thought. Okay, here's this one. This is uh, a gay person instead of a straight woman. Here's a gay man's perspective. I'm Bobby and Lindsay. Um, so, Luke Evans, uh, I am very, very gay. And I actually followed him on Instagram. And I had no idea he was gay. <laughs> so, but you might be right that all the gay men know and all the straight women don't know because I asked one of my one of my gay friends and he was like, Yeah, you're late. Like, we all know. <laughs> I just thought he was a thoughty straight guy. There's so many more of them on Instagram than there used to be. Um, anyway, I know basically nothing about him, but he's he's very, very hot. Anyway. Um and it is what it is. I feel like that's a thing that a lot of Hot, cynical, gay guys who love to fuck around say, and it can kind of mean anything. So, you know what? I, I, uh, I'm going to stand up for him on that one. All right. Uh, I'm so lucky to be with you. Keeping me from the shadow. He's right that there's a lot more thoughty straight men on the timeline these days. It is hard yeah. to tell sometimes. There's a lot more thoughty people on the timeline. It's thoughty on Maine. That's true. It's socially accessible to be thoughty on Maine, so it's hard yeah. to tell, you know. It's not always easy yeah. to tell. So we have so many callers talking about Jamie Lynn Spears' Tesla. This is just one of them, but a lot of people have this theory. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, long time, medium time. I had to pause the pod when you guys were talking about Jamie Lynn Spears and Tesla killing her cats. And um, there's a third possibility about the cats and this is about to get really dark but i just feel like you guys need to know um the other possibility that happened to the cats and i'm speaking from personal experience um unfortunately is when i was younger i had a cat and this cat liked to crawl up in the motor of my mom's minivan or not in the motor but like under the hood because it was nice and warm it was an outside cat um and uh unfortunately that cat <clears throat> met her untimely end because uh see above re she was like sleeping under the hood of the car really close to the motor so i'm just saying it is possible that these cats died because they were like under the hood of the tesla because it's probably nice and warm there i don't know so it's possible that they died without actually being run over so yikes and uh maybe that's what happened crunch crunch this is actually really upset. I mean, as someone who doesn't have outdoor cats, I, I guess I knew that they did this, but I didn't even think about it because it's not a top of mind thing. And it explains why this is a semantics issue, maybe, probably. But she's like, technically, I actually did not run over any cat. Did a car yeah. kill a cat? Yes. Did I run them over with the wheels of the car? Technically, no. Someone else called in and said that they suspect that Tesla's communications department likes reaching out to car owners who say disparaging things in public and to get them to take those things back. I mean, 
mean, obviously, whether or not it, this is irrelevant, it's like if she's a notable person getting Tesla disparagement in the press, they're going to reach out to her and say, like, mm-hmm. please stop talking about us. How can we fix this? It's not, it has How nothing to do with this? being. This is not just like, oh, they they do this to random people. It's like, no, a person was in the press talking about how her Tesla killed a cat. They're going to reach out and mm-hmm. be like, hey, could you shut up or whatever, which is why at the end she's like, I love my Tesla motors. Obviously, they got to her. Yeah. Obviously, something <laughs> happened there. Hi, Weekly. Um, so I had seen the headlines about Heather Mills and her toy boy, but in my head, I was thinking that Heather Mills was the girl who starred in the original Parent Trap, like that her parents grew up with. Turns out that that's Haley Mills, who, so when I was listening to the podcast, I paused it and looked it up, and Haley Mills um, is 74, and she also has a toy boy who is 20 years younger than her, but they have been together since 1997. So I hope that Heather Mills and her toy boy have a long and happy relationship like Haley Mills and her toy boy. Crunch, crunch. I love Haley Mills. Haley Mills, she was in... The Parent Trap, she was in Pollyanna. She was da- that darn cat. She was like in every like teen movie in like the 60s. 60s? I think yeah. 60s. Yeah. 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 But I feel like The Parent Trap, the original Parent Trap before Lindsay Lohan, the first one is like what she's probably most known for. But mm-hmm. she was like, I was listening to some great podcasts about the book Lolita. She was up for like the part of Lolita, the original Lolita in that movie, in that flop of a movie. And she smartly didn't do it because <laughs> that's it's not good. She was also the original teacher, like the original adult lead in Say by the Bell. Remember when oh, Say by really? the Bell was called like, when Say by the Bell was called, it was good called morning, something else. It was called like Good Morning Miss Bliss. Good Morning yeah. Miss Bliss. <laughs> Just and it, it was Good Morning Miss Bliss first. And she was Miss Bliss. And that was when they were like maybe middle school not even high school and then when they go to high school it's it's a little different than it's say by the bell but she was miss bliss what's fun about Haley mills is that she was with an older guy so she when she was 20 she was dating this she met and yeah, i yeah. guess married a 53 year old named roy and then when he the, got divorced she started dating somebody 20 years younger than her so she flipped the toy boy she flipped the toy boy and they're still together they're still yeah. together. They've been together for a long time. His name is, he's an actor. His name is Ferdos Bomji, 20 years younger. They've been together since 1997. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, so initially, I was very disturbed by your comparison of Frankie Grande and Frankie Jonas. Uh, but the more that I think about it, I do think it's actually very nuanced. Um, but I do think they're on opposite sides of the same spectrum, which is siblings of famous people because while Frankie Grande is the villain of TikTok that everybody hates, just like Matthew Morrison, um, Frankie Jonas is like a beloved hometown hero. And at face value, there is this element of cringe at play for both. But a really big difference, which you touched on, is that Frankie Grande is cringy on accident because he's very earnest, while Frankie Jonas is being cringe on purpose as a style of TikTok humor. And he's more in on it and doesn't take himself seriously, unlike Frankie Grande, who covered Rain on Me as uh, a ballad. So um, that's pretty much it. Uh, crunch, crunch. I find this so interesting, too. Like, I, I love this call because it was like, 
there is so much nuance there because not only it, it it's very it's earnest versus not earnest humor but it's also like Frankie Grande like lives in LA and Frankie Jonas lives in New York like it there's so many layers of like a type of person and yet what they have in common is that they're the siblings of more famous people and I would argue that the the Jonas Brothers and Ariana Grande are the same famous so like even that they're on the same level that's probably true that's probably true wow that's that's blowing my mind right like that's why it's so interesting to be like oh my god these two like TikTok creators who are the siblings of famous people who literally grew like are known for that I would maybe argue Frankie Jonas has been known longer as that because the Jonas Brothers have been famous longer so bonus Jonas goes all the way back while Frankie Grande doesn't go as far back as as the Jonas Brothers you know Frankie Grande was sort of a niche like Twitter joke the fact that he was just always around you know but maybe that's why Frankie is more jaded about it all and why he's able to be like he's not earnest about it while Frankie Grande is a little bit more earnest about everything else and is also himself trying to be like a very specific type of performer anyways Mm -hmm. I love it because I could talk about it forever and I think it's so interesting great call also next call (laughs) let's call hey who weekly uh medium time first time i uh, i had to pause the podcast because you were talking about riz ahmed who uh sadly for all of us met his wife in a coffee shop and i um immediately remembered that i was always in green grape annex r.i.p uh in fort green where i feel like every freelancer in brooklyn used to work and I was there, you know, doing my computer stuff, and there was Riz just doing his computer stuff, um, just like a, you know, one of us normies. And I was scheming briefly about how I would, you know, uh, make plan my my casual cute meet cute. Um, and then my friend showed up, and I got distracted, and he was gone. So, you know, no shade to his. Very uh, talented, beautiful, published author wife. But, um, you know, I wonder, did they just happen to reach for the same uh, power strip? They really did have a lot of power strips there. Or was she just brave enough to do what um, I and probably every other woman in that coffee shop was not? A little inspiration for all of us. Uh, you know, once we can work out of coffee shops again, which I also deeply miss. All right. That's all. French French. You don't even know how high up working at a coffee shop is on like the fantasy list of like what I can do again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, same. <laughs> like it's like it's like higher up than you would. Ex- it's honestly too high up. Like it's close to like seeing my parents. It's not too far <laughs> from that. One hundred percent. I can't wait. Like yeah. what I want more than anything is to beyond seeing my parents. Is to like sit inside, not on a patio, not on a stoop, sit inside my friend's apartment on the floor. On the floor? Just chatting, just on the, because you know, it's so intimate, it's so casual to sit on the floor, everyone's in the living room, you're sitting on the floor, you're having having a coffee, having a glass of wine or something, that, just like talk to people on the floor, sit in the kitchen. I love your dream is to sit on someone else's floor. Or go to a coffee shop and sit there for five hours. Oh, I love sitting for five uh, hours. Riz Ahmed's there. It's the Green Grape Annex. I don't really love that place, but yes, they have a lot of outlets. And I would love to see Riz. And now that I know that Riz is going to be there, is it closed? Green Grape Annex closed for good very early in the pandemic, which is 
heartbreaking and sad because it's a fucking business that did not need to close and it was extremely popular. I did not love that place. Well, it was crowded with Riz the Ahmed. It was very was crowded. There. Well, where do you think Riz Ahmed will go? Oh, now we got to figure out where he goes after that. I don't know. I don't okay. know. If he lives okay. around there, there aren't many options. So that's what I'm saying. Stake out a few. Okay, great. Sounds like a good plan for the future. Wouldn't take too much Excel spreadsheet planning for the two of us to find out what his coffee shop is, you know? <laughs> Wouldn't take too much. That's true. And wait, shout out to Kalaka Cafe. Let's, while we're talking Ooh. about coffee shops, Bobby's favorite place. My favorite coffee shop in Bed-Stuy, Daily Press, closed. Uh, they have two locations. The, their other location is open, but the location in Bed-Stuy closed and I was very sad about it and I did not realize that my favorite barista was a hooligan until he called in last week and was like hey or like whatever this talking whole about it. time he called me and Josh two of his favorite well thank god you were being on well thank god you you're on your best behavior always as a customer because can you god, imagine if he so called nice and he was me. like I've served you and you guys are terrible <laughs> one time they gave me free coffee because I came and I was miserable about something whatever and it was just like they're sweeties he called to tell us that while the daily press was closing the two people two people who worked there two people who worked there opening up a replacement opening a new place in the same spot called Kalaka Cafe and it's opening opening a business in pandemic I mean I could not have more respect for Braver somebody than I doing am. that. Very brave. And I cannot wait to go there. So we want to shout out Kalaka Cafe, which is not open yet, but you can follow them on Instagram and find out when they do. Kalafa Cafe Brooklyn. I'll put it I'll put it in the show notes. You can just click it. Anyway, isn't that good? It's gonna news? be my I'm gonna be close to it uh, too. I'm so oh excited. God. Okay. Um next call. It was just like what a lovely call to get. And this call too. It could have been you. Everyone, start going to coffee shops. Coffee shop culture is my favorite culture. Hi, Lindsay Bobby for no long time, long time. Um, I just heard you guys um, talk about Daniel Day Kim, and I just wanted to bring up the fact that he um, is moving into producing full time, and his like big production company is um, responsible for The Good Doctor, that show with Freddie Highmore, where he's like. Yeah, I think it's, like, ABC's top show now, I guess, post Grey's. Um, but it was originally a Korean TV show, and it was, like, more dramatic and, the, the like, romantic and things like that. And I don't know what the Americans are doing to these Korean TV shows. We will – we deserve to all suffer for The Masked Singer and The Masked Dancer, which in their Korean format are not this heinous. Um, I love you guys. Crunch, crunch. So Daniel Day Kim noticed the show Good Doctor. It's just the it's just Good Doctor in South mm -hmm. Korea and said, oh, this would be a good show in America. It's the same premise. Get Freddie Highmore on the horn. <laughs> and literally brought it to CBS, which, again, is that Hawaii Five-O's network, too? Is that like he had like a whole thing going on with CBS? ABC. ABC, not CBS. ABC. Okay. CBS well, is Hawaii Five-O. Okay, but whatever. He brought it to CBS. He shopped it to CBS. Mm -hmm. And CBS didn't create a pilot. He felt so strongly about the series, he brought back the rights from CBS. Eventually, Sony Pictures and Kim worked out a deal and brought on David Shore, the creator of the Fox medical drama House. And then they brought it to ABC and it's produced by ABC. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I don't understand how television works. Honestly, however I feel about The Good Doctor starring Freddie Highmore, it's a big ass show. Mm -hmm. Big show. Okay, anyways, Daniel Day Kim, from loss to just making a barrel of money. 
making a barrel of good doctor money. That show is not good going doctor anywhere. Money. I know. Anywhere. You know who's a big fan of the of the good doctor? Amina. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he loves the good doctor. I'm surprised my parents don't watch it. I find it weird that my parents don't watch it. Did I tell you I told them to watch the flight attendant? Did they love it? Didn't I send you the screenshot? Yeah, that they were. Sent? She was like, "Here we go." She goes, like, well, <laughs> she goes starting at the first text is like, "We're starting it tonight," and I was like, "Great." And then I like it like clockwork. Like 55 minutes later, I got a text back from her that goes, "One episode in, we're hooked." <laughs> Great. <laughs> Very weird that they don't watch The Good Doctor. Okay, I said, "Do not watch Bridgerton." I was like, "Mom, I know you watch every Shonda show. Do not watch Bridgerton. They would hate all the sex. It's too sexy. She would not be okay with all the fucking in Bridgerton." <laughs> so I was like, "Mom." I know you're going to get the Shondaland name is going to draw you to it. Stay away. Even flight attendant. I was like, it's very TVMA mom. There's a lot of language. The pure opposite is my parents are obsessed with Outlander. So I called them and I said, hey, maybe you should check out Bridgerton. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, you know, there's a spectrum. (laughs) Yeah, there's a spectrum. Okay, next call, next call, next call, next call. Hi, Weekly. Um, I was just thinking of when you guys were talking about Maggie Grace versus Maggie Q. Um, So I feel like every time I get a YouTube ad lately, it's uh, Maggie Q who is selling some sort of, like, scammy gut health thingy. Uh, She talks a lot about how she used to be really gassy and constipated, until she started taking this gut drink thing. Um, it's really awkward, but I thought she was, like, more successful than to need to sell, like, scammy gut health things. So, anyway, I was hoping you could look into that. Live in the beat of that laptop. So here's the difference, though. She's a founder. It's one of those situations where they're calling her a founder. So mm-hmm. it might not even be like she's doing this, like, probiotic sponge i think she maybe like helped make this company when you go to activatedu.com and and go to meet our team there are two people the team is two people top build maggie q second build the doctor who's a gut health expert that's i think she met this doctor and was like let's like start a i love your stuff let's like start a thing so i actually kind of think that it feels hooey because she's like talking about poop like she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I like take a poop in the morning. Yay. In the morning, you know, I'm able to wake up early. I'm able to walk my dogs, hike my dogs, go on a run, get to work on time, you know, sustain throughout the day, know all my lines. If it's a physical day, be able to still have the physicality and my mind sharp at the same time. All right, let's talk about poop. <laughs> I do think that this is like actually less hooey because it seems like she like met this doctor, became obsessed with his shtick and said, let's like start a company. Let's like sell a product. Mm-hmm. So when you do that, unfortunately, you have to start saying bowel movement. And she's come to terms with that. I regret to inform you that I'm calling about Joshua Bassett and um, Olivia Rodrigo, because as I'm sure you know, Joshua Bassett re- released this song called Lie, Lie, Lie. I just watched the music video. And... I just want to clear some things up for people who might be coming in like totally uneducated, unlike me as a high school musical, the musical, the series, Stan, Joshua Bassett wrote this song like before he ever dated Olivia Rodrigo. So it's not about her. So my suspicion is that he like his team pressured him to release it because it would get more coverage. Because if you listen to the lyrics by themselves, they sound like they kind of relate to this situation. But it's not about her. And the thing about it is the song isn't even that good. 
it sounds like some knockoff boy band song that he has to sing by himself. And, like, he's good-looking enough, but, like, he has better songs he can release. So I just think this is all a PRS stunt that he's, like, his team is trying to take advantage of. Um, and Olivia Rodrigo is just rising above it. Anyway, I just want everyone to know the truth so no one, like, thinks Olivia would lie, lie, lie. Okay. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> oh, my God. I called about Josh Bassett and Olivia Rodrigo, and then, like, really soon after I called, Josh Bassett posted that he was in the hospital, and he didn't say why. Uh, so I just want to make it clear that I don't hate him. Uh, and I hope he gets better. And I hope you and Olivia both lead happy lives. Oh, I feel so bad. Don't feel bad. He's fine. He's, He's fine. fine. And that song is a flop. Sorry. And you're right. I think you're totally right about the kind of like underhanded whatever because – if you listen to the song Lie, 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 you're like, oh, this is kind of like a like a pushback to driver's license. But in mm-hmm. actuality, he wrote it way before the whole song even came out or whatever. So it's not that. And he claims it's not about that, which is interesting because mm-hmm. if I was him, I would lean into it because the song is not good enough to sell itself. And driver's license is number one on the charts. So if you're not going to ride off that energy, then what's the point? That's what the caller suggests he was trying to do. He was trying to write off the energy, but it didn't work because the song doesn't really make sense as a comment, you know? Well, but then he came out and said it's actually not about that. And I'm like, ugh, why even admit that? Just like lean into it and say like... <laughs> Just say nothing. Say nothing. Yeah, well... Let us figure it out ourselves. They can't say nothing. But yeah, it's a flop of a song. But her song... And I actually think her song has kind of fully disengaged from him as a person. Because yeah, I'm not sure yeah, like... Yeah. From what I've seen, it's like more about her and like really not about who it's about or it's about him. Which is so nice. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be about the guy. It's about Olivia. No, and also like people don't need to harass him for like no reason. Like let him just like live his life. Like let her song yeah. be popular. I'm sure she doesn't give a shit anymore. She's like, I have a number one song. No one even yeah. knew who I was. And now I'm the number one Olivia. Number one Olivia to us is, our, is the hooligan Olivia who's constantly calling and like giving us such good goss and commentary um shout out olivia she begins all of our calls with hi it's olivia and i, I love it <laughs> you're number one olivia to us but number two olivia i was texting this to Lindsay and lala and avalos and i was like i'm obsessed with the fact that the number one song in the world is by some girl named olivia <laughs> i don't want to use the term girl next door but she's so girl next door that you're just like oh just some girl i love okay, it but that's why she was cast on high school musical the musical the show the show or whatever high school musical the musical the series but she was cast in the Vanessa Hudgens girl next door situation. That was the archetype. It's not dripping in celebrity the way all of our pop stars are right now. Right. That's it's novel. And that won't last, obviously, because now she's so famous. So that always you know. happens when somebody comes out of nowhere, like that they're not yeah, dripping exactly. in like celebrity. It's like it's like when you come out of nowhere and you be, you get number one and everyone's like paying attention to you. Yeah, right. you don't drip celebrity yet. You're not like in that world yet. We should just enjoy it while we can because these things don't last. They're not really meant to. So Olivia Munn, Olivia Wild, who? There's a new Olivia in town. Have a good day at work, Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> Have a good day at work, Olivia Rodrigo. I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. <laughs> when I sleep on s- other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I my bed. It, 
I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm -hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's the one that I will not stop Mm -hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm -hmm. The mattress is so good. That when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix rude. so much. It's so rude. Everybody is unique. And I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different. And that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hi, Who Weekly. First time, first time, or long time first time. Um, I wanted to call and ask about Jasmine Sullivan, um, whose new album recently came out. Um, I feel like she's an interesting person in the R&B world because she seems to be very respected in within the industry but also um is she a who I feel like she doesn't quite have the mainstream appeal um as someone like SZA or uh some of the other artists uh today so Jasmine Sullivan uh who are them crunch crunch Oh, I love her album. Issue who were them. I'm still willing to call her a who. I think in the music industry, she's a them. But I think that the the SZA comparison that the caller says is spot on because it's like very SZA. It's very Fiona Appley and that they're very much like artists, artists. She's got like that, I have to say, and I don't mean this negatively. She's got that Grammy artist appeal, meaning Grammy artist, yeah. she's a musician's musician. You know, she's a tiny like, desk musician. You know, <laughs> she's a, she's a tiny desk musician. No, se- I mean seriously, because it's like yeah. her tiny de- like she released a new album, Hotels, and it's fantastic. But like, what blew up from that album in terms of outside the album, if you didn't know who she was, was the tiny desk, which was incredible, and I saw clips of it all over my timeline. Mm-hmm. It's more like her live performance is what like gets everyone like shook essentially. Yeah. So she's that type of performer, and I think also because there's not a lot of like kind of drama around her you know in any way mm-hmm. not that i'm saying there should be like she's probably how she likes it but like the drama it stems from i guess her biggest song which is bust your windows the only drama that really exists is because she was in an abusive relationship and she's talked about it she broke onto the scene making music about like shitty men like being in shitty relationships and then like getting out of those relationships right because it's like her music is shady in the same way that like SZA's, like everyone loves SZA. it's like so specific kind of like heartbreaking music you know in this weird way and i think fiona apple too it's an artful singer songwriter energy and we love that type of person and it is typically a woman 
like Fiona Apple went from being like a who to a them when she got on stage and was like fuck the world like she had this like <laughs> moment that was like a culture like capturing a culture moment it wasn't because mm-hmm. I think otherwise she really would have been kind of like a Grammys artist she put out like a sexy yeah. music video and, and it was banned and that kind of gave her like the theminess that we now like uh, see or whatever and I guess mm-hmm. like also a long career the legacy of it all like Fiona Apple but I'm just saying yeah. like those little moments happened but otherwise they're in the same realm is, yeah. is my is a good argument and it makes me think of SZA too because it's like she's one of those artists where they're so good and their albums are so good I mean it says only has has one but the fans are desperate for another one and so it has been years and years and years since Jasmine Sullivan released her last album so this was five years highly anticipated and so that's probably another reason you're seeing more of her because it's like not only is it great and not only is she an incredible talent probably one of the best voices that music has right now best in terms of actual voice but also just like in terms of what she has to say easily but it's like people were desperate for it so it's just like oh my god finally there's something let's really lavish her with praise it's just funny if you want to hear like it's like she is this respected musician but she's had 12 grammy nominations no wins her best new artist year was the same year that adele won which was so many years ago now it feels like 2009 she's up against adele duffy jonas brothers lady antebellum before lady Lady a changed their name and that's what I'm saying is like, if you want to know how long she's been around, her best new artist, which usually comes late in artist careers, came in 2009. So mm-hmm. we are now 10 years out from that. Th- that kind of says it all to me. The album is really cool. It's like... The stories. They're stories. So like every couple of tracks, it's really... It's like definitely one of those albums you want to listen to top to bottom because it's very specifically laid out, not only because there's music, but the interludes aren't just interludes. They're stories from women talking about their relationships. And it's like good relationships, bad relationships, straight relationships, like queer relationships, whatever. It's like this expertly composed album. And in terms of a personal life for our purposes, where it's like talking about like, oh, whatever. There's not much like of that. why She's she would get private. into tabloids. Like, yeah, like her, She's extremely her private. press was mostly like she had a profile in Vulture. She's like, you know, obviously getting really nice write-ups from like music's press. But like, you're right. You're not seeing her like in tabloids at all. And she was in a really bad relationship, and now she's in, apparently, a really good one. He works on her music in some respect, but she can remain anonymous, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think being in quarantine helps, because guess what? She could do all of her promo from home. <laughs> so I it's, know, I think in in one interview, I think it was with NPR, she's like, you know what? Like, this is fine for me, because I was practically in quarantine already before this started, so. <laughs> it helps and hurts a rollout. I think we've seen the both sides of it all, like. Yeah. You know, oh, the, yeah. The very Dua Lipa of it all, where and the very Chromatica of it all, where it like actually hurts. But for some people, I think probably it helps. She also showed up recently in the Megan Thee Stallion album. She sampled in. They do like kind oh, of. Oh yeah, a she pitch sampled shift, one of her songs. Her circles. Yeah. Yeah. So like, she's also one of those artists where it's like she makes such good music that people like sampling her. <laughs> so. And when that album came out, everybody was like, oh, my God, that samples Jasmine Sullivan. And it's cool because mm-hmm. that was like a precursor to her new album, which dropped like kind of soon after. My favorite thing about Jasmine is in, I think it's Hunter Harris wrote the profile on mm-hmm. Vulture. She did. But the, <laughs> the piece begins with her saying, can I keep my camera off? Which is like, what's more relatable than I know, being truly. on Zoom and like, saying, can I keep my camera off? My camera, which is like the last thing a journalist wants to hear, but the first thing you have to ask. I sit alone in my room, banging now I'm a kid. I go to work at a job, I don't get nothing about my rent is too late. I only got out to pay up, I never can save up. Think I went out of fear. Cause I'm a Buddha with you, I'm a family of brothers. 
Okay, you guys are going to get a million calls about this, but is Army Ham a, is, oh, I can't speak. Is Army Hammer a cannibal? Please tell me. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Hugh Weekly. Is Army Hammer a bloodthirsty cannibal? Crunch, crunch. Is Army Hammer a cannibal? Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Army Hammer, cannibal. Crunch, crunch. Army Hammer is a cannibal? I can't say that I am very surprised. Army Hammer. Crunch, crunch. Hey, Bobby and Lindsay. Army Hammer Cannibal. Is Army Hammer a cannibal? Uh, hi. Army Hammer Cannibal? Um, Army Hammer is a cannibal? Crunch, crunch. So... Army Hammer. Cannibalism? What? Guys, Eve Six tweeted that Army Hammer thinks the heart in a blender line is literal. Hey, Lindsay Bobby, long time, first time. Um, is Army Hammer, a man who I'm fully face blind for, a cannibal? Hi, I just called about Army Hammer and being a cannibal um, with an update, with which is a quote that says, um, I am 100% a cannibal, so um, there we have it. Um, crunch, crunch. Army Hammer doesn't belong in balloons either, if those rumors are true. Crunch, crunch. Yet again, this is just a taste of the calls we got about Army Hammer, and this segment is about sexual violence, at least partly. So if you don't want to hear that, skip ahead to the next segment. It's not as dark as this, but moving on. In the homies, when we <laughs> said that Army Hammer went from them to who... We had no idea what we were. How could we have an idea? But I'm just saying, like, it's shocking. It's almost like, I'm not saying we predicted that. Okay, I'm not. But, like, we had a sense. There was a smell in the air. A taste. (laughs) We know what the (laughs) smell was. Too soon. Okay. What is going the fuck on with Army Hammer? We have a timeline here. But I do think a lot of people already know what's going on a little bit. So I think we're just going to like kind of clear up what's going on and then maybe do a little bit of a thought exercise about like where he goes from here. Because I think that's what's maybe the more interesting point of it all. I guess we can uh, do a a broader commentary on it first before we get into the the smaller stuff, the micro stuff and, and bit by bit. But, like, I was actually not sure if we should open with the calls because the calls make it seem funny. But I think yes. it's actually worth opening with the calls that make it seem funny. Because that's what people are taking from it. Right. This is, on the surface level, so absurd. Yeah. A Hollywood actor, a famous Hollywood actor, rumors that they are a cannibal is so absurd that you cannot help but laugh at it. And it yes. almost is so absurd that you don't want to read anything else about it because you're like, oh, this is just some sort of miscommunication. It's bullshit. But I'm saying, or maybe you just might not read anything else about it is, yeah, what, yeah. is what you're saying too. Yeah. Is he a cannibal? LOL. That might be all you get from this. But it's yeah. also one of those things that the moment you start actually reading about it, you're like, oh, this isn't funny at all. This is a story about an addict and an abuser. So 
allegedly. Uh, you know, th- this is where you get into again allegedly all of this, and nothing has been. This also adds to where we go from from here from now. But it's like no mm-hmm. one has actually put any like accusations on the record. There's nothing in the court system right now. Like th- there's nothing legal happening. None of these mm-hmm. none of these accusations have actually been. What, what do you say? Like, I don't even know how to say the words to say what I'm saying. He hasn't been charged with anything. That's what he I'm trying to say. He hasn't been charged with anything. That's what I'm saying. Sorry. He hasn't been charged with anything. But all of these are out there. And right. maybe he will. But I, it's worth going to the beginning. So the place I found to begin is, I think, June 2013. Because it's the Playboy interview that we've referenced a million times. Because it's like just in relationship to his marriage. Because there was always something a little strange about Army and Elizabeth. But... In a way that you could easily overlook because it was like, oh, opposites attract. He seems like such a weirdo and she seems so Dallas, Texas normie. But as we've seen when dudes do this type of talking in the press, the divorce is right after because this also happened (laughs) with What's-His-Face. When he was interviewed in Playboy, which he ultimately said he was drunk during the interview. He said, oh, I had been drinking during the interview. Oops, and made a joke about it. He was saying stuff like... Before Elizabeth, he liked grabbing necks and hair and all that, I'm quoted. And he's like, but now that I'm married, your sexual appetites change. I can't really pull my wife's hair. In retrospect, Mm. it's like he was saying, oh, since Mm -hmm. I can't do it with my wife, I'm going to have to do it with other women. Which means we skip to October of 2016. In October 2016, allegedly, this Instagram account, which has since gone private, House of Effie. We don't know the name of this person. House of Effie has claimed that she started seeing ARMY in October of 2016 and that instantly their relationship was very weird. And he was saying stuff like she released some DMs that he sent her over the years that were things like, I want to eat you. I'm thinking about holding your heart in my hand and controlling when it beats. I'm 100% a cannibal. That's scary to admit. I've never admitted that before. You know, like sending her weird things she said he's obsessed with drinking blood the cannibal side of him is scary he's talking about like how all of these like blood related things make him horny i just want to say like a lot of these messages the other side of the instagram has been deleted like you can like retract your message on instagram oh, yeah, yeah and in these yeah. screenshots her messages have been retracted so you actually can't see what she is saying back to him and i think a lot of people mm-hmm. were at first like you know like really shouldn't kink shame this could be a role play situation a lot exactly. of a lot of consenting adults you know say stuff like this and do stuff like this and they're both on the same page so we really don't know aside from her word being like this was weird to me I thought this was weird and I said this was weird but as far as we're concerned in terms of like what we see that we only see the screenshots of his messages also in a lot of these instances which is again a reason you can look at this and ignore it it's like well how much of this behavior was exclusive to text messages and how much of it actually went to like physical relationships you know like there that's that's an important distinguishing factor too but anyway so i just wanted to say that that's when house of effie first met him and started corresponding with him in march of 2017 that was private we didn't know that until later in march of 2017 he made headlines because people started realizing that his likes a lot of them were bondage related, like tying women up and stuff. And so whenever that happens, people were intrigued and writing silly headlines. Like no one was shaming him for this. They were just saying like, oops, he got busted for liking rope bondage. Well, I okay. think people are generally sex positive. And like when it's like Army Hammer, who hasn't done anything to really like say, like if it's like Lindsey Graham, they're like, well, fuck you, you fucking hypocritic <laughs> yeah. asshole. But if it's if it's Army Hammer, they're like, oh, that's a fun, like sexy thing. Like people are into this. Like he's into this. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. I really did think, yeah. I really did think the response so that was kind of like cool because people really weren't kink shaming him yeah right yes 
Then we see nothing of Army. He starts dipping <laughs> from them to who slowly but surely. And then in July 2020, in July 2020, he and Elizabeth Chambers, the bakery owner, announced their divorce. When did um, Call Me By Your Name come out? Just out of curiosity. What year? 2017. 2017. Oh, so, oh, 2017. so that okay. year. That was when the liking was happening. Yeah. In those texts, like with House of Effie, there's an old message where he says something like, the new movie I'm making is so fucking like sexy. I like. I give three blowjobs. <laughs> I give three blowjobs, and I this know. guy like jerks up into a peach, and then I eat the peach. It's he sexy or something. It. He and really you're just explained like, it in the weirdest oh way. God. I know. So Weird. strange. Yeah. So in July, he breaks up with Elizabeth Hammer in the middle of a pandemic. This is the time to remind you that he is from the Cayman Islands, and that's where his family lives. And is, I think they have a lot of houses because they're super rich. And we rich, talked about like, this Yes, on During this the pandemic, they're staying right. in the Caymans. Army is not there. Army is gallivanting around Hollywood, going on dates with women. He becomes the ultimate divorced guy. Literally the most divorced guy who's ever been divorced. Who's literally just like out here fucking around. Dating Rumor Willis, whatever. Going on one date with Rumor Willis, who knows. Meanwhile, Elizabeth is in the Caymans with the kids and the in-laws because that's where they live. And on it's quarantine, so why not be in paradise, you know? And clearly they're all nice worried about ARMY. Now, in retrospect, they're probably very worried about ARMY. And mm -hmm. they're like, you need to, like, come here and see your kids. And so that was a whole thing. Which is important to note that he was not seeing the kids. He was staying in Los Angeles because this comes back later. In September of 2020, he is seen on one date with the ex-wife of Josh Lucas, Jessica Enriquez, who we talked about before. At right. the time, I followed her immediately. She's since gone private, but I can look at her tweets now. They were sitting together. They go on one date. The source told people at the time, he and his ex were together since he was 20 years old, so he's just going out and meeting people but not dating anyone. Mm. The next month in mm. October, Rebecca comes out. Lily James kisses Dominic West. And this is important because that's the movie he's in. Because of the Lily James Dominic West scandal, he did like no promo for that movie. Rebecca like fully flopped. <laughs> then that month, Jessica Enriquez blocks Army Hammer on Instagram and she posts about it on she Twitter. She tweets about and does it. A, how it started, how it's going. And she posted how it started, their lunch date, how it's going, Army Hammer blocked. Oops, she doesn't yeah. explain why, but this comes all again, hindsight is 2020. Then it's not until January that we receive our first call about Army Hammer allegations because on the 10th of January, it kind of hit a fever pitch where like those House of Effie leaked DMs were going viral everywhere. Like Dermois was posting them too. We were getting more from other people. He was talking about all this stuff. And even then it was sort of like, is this just two consenting adults being kinky together? Maybe. We don't know. But then you have Jessica chime in on Twitter, Jessica Enriquez, and she says, stop defending men who abuse women. It was Jessica's tweet that I think because we know for a fact that they went on a date and we know that she blocked him, but we don't know why, that tweet held a lot of weight for me, stop defending men who abuse women, because it's like, oh, this isn't just funny. These are allegations of abuse. It's not just like, LOL, he says he's a cannibal. She says... In case you're still questioning whether or not those army hammer DMs are real, and they are, maybe you should start questioning why we live in a culture willing to give abusers the benefit of the doubt instead of the victims. Trigger warning sexual violence. And then she posts like photos of the women who claim they were literally physically abused by army hammer. Here's the thing, though. It's like in these relationships, and I think it comes down to this, it's like he will always be in the power position. Like even if it's mm -hmm. power play, outside of that kind of like role playing, he is older, he is rich, he is famous, he is the manipulator in the situation. So like, it, it's really hard for me to look at this and say like anything other than like, this is 
harmful behavior. Like this mm-hmm. would never have worked, right? Totally. And it's not kinky if someone's getting hurt, you know? Like it's one thing to go from like, no. oh, we have a kinky relationship. But it's like the moment someone doesn't want to be in the kinky relationship, it's not kink, it's abuse. We waited on this because these DMs, you know, you can fake any type of screenshot, you can fake any type of DM. I was unsure, not that I thought they were fake, but I was like, I kind of want to, she, you know, I kind of want to just see what the Let reaction what is happens. if he denies it, you know, all this stuff. And it, and what happens is he exits the movie that he had just been cast in with J Lo, the big movie that yeah. they were shooting, Shotgun Wedding, and yeah. he, it says due to vicious online attacks. I'm sorry, if that is your response to this, it, it says I, this is true because he didn't just say this isn't true. He just exited the movie. Like, I'm getting at a dodge. He said they're bullshit claims. And he Mm. said, I Mm. cannot. Well, the reason I mentioned the Cayman Islands thing is because I cannot, in good conscience, now leave my children for four months to shoot a film in the Dominican Republic. And it's like, Army, you haven't seen your kid in months. Elizabeth made that clear. You haven't seen your kids in months. You can't make that your excuse. That is the worst claim to make, considering all the information that we know about him having not seen his kids, having to be dragged back to the Cayman Islands for Thanksgiving Mm. or whatever. You know, like. Whatever that was. So to me, exiting this movie means someone from Lionsgate, someone from whatever was like, you know what? You are surrounded by a bad vibe right now. We cannot in good conscience make this movie with you. And he dropped it. Lionsgate says it was his idea, but like, mm-hmm. uh, do we believe mm-hmm. that? They no, don't have I don't. To tell the truth. No, I don't believe that. Meanwhile, Elizabeth hasn't said word one about this, but anonymous sources who claim to be her friends have told both the Daily Mail and Us Weekly separate quote so one of them told the daily mail chambers was unaware of his infidelities and all this has come as a quote a complete shock and that the friend added quote army appears to be a monster a lot of these women have reached out to elizabeth and although she didn't want to admit it to herself at first she now knows they were speaking the truth army had a whole other side to him that she wasn't aware of whether it was always there and kept it hidden or something that had changed him completely she doesn't know then us weekly got another friend or the same friend who knows elizabeth was horrified and shocked she's living in a nightmare she doesn't recognize the man she married anymore blah 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 that's to be expected then On January 14th, because again, this House of Evie person has been anonymous. A lot of these people, the photos, the DMs, right. anonymous. Right. right. We believe them, but we don't know names. Page six gets a name, and they give Army the cover of their uh, New York Post. And it's a woman named Courtney Vusekovich. And she went on, like, on, she went the, on record the record with her name yeah. and was like, he wanted to, quote, barbecue and eat me, which again, it's almost. It almost works against them in a way. Like, yeah, we're recapping what happened with Army Hammer, but I feel like if we're going to add something to the conversation, the two of us, our point is that framing it as cannibal, 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 cannibal is almost doing a disservice to the alleged victims because how are they going to break through cannibal noise, you know? Now that the lead of all these stories is cannibal, 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 which again is a ridiculous thing to our culture, it's gonna that's gonna envelop the kind of uh, allegations of actual abuse that mm-hmm. that actually went on. It's getting buried. Yeah, and this woman Courtney, below all of the like scandalous headlines, she reveals a very typical abuser, <laughs> abused relationship. You know, where it's like how she was groomed into thinking it was all okay, and then at one point it just suddenly wasn't okay. But at that point she was trapped. You know, yeah. that's the that's basically the story that she says. It's like. 
you don't expect the relationship to evolve in the way that it evolved. But then by the time it does, you're like, oh, fuck, I'm in an abusive relationship. How did this happen to me? Mm -hmm. That happens. She goes on the record. The next day, someone finds Army's secret Instagram, which is a private Instagram account that he had, his private Finsta that was called like El Destructo 86. Which is like, I think the year he was born, which is the year I was born and you were born. (laughs) He's our exact. El Destructo 86. I'm sorry. Putting your birth date in your... Fin- I Okay. Well, oh, yeah. But didn't it only have like 13 followers? It didn't have a lot of followers. Yeah. Right. It did not have a lot of followers. The point is, is that this, this secret Instagram is leaked. It's 100% him. There are photos of him posting of himself. There's just a lot of like bad shit. A lot of talk about like to see my kids, I have to take this drug test, but luckily they don't test for this drug. And like, it's like, yeah. ugh gross like you're fucking gross if there was any doubt of this guy being disgusting here we go one of the videos that he posts is a woman and she's like in she's clothed she's in like lingerie she's on all fours her face is covered he refers to her as miss cayman as in like the beauty queen miss cayman islands so because he said that the miss cayman islands universe committee chairperson was like uh this is a problem we have to investigate this because i think that like when you are a beauty pageant, you're held to like weird ethical standards, like it's in your contract or whatever, like Vanessa Williams. But I think he means Miss Cayman, like he's just being like cheeky and they were no, like, he you was. can't. Okay, but you That's can't. That's exactly what it was because they were like, we're being slandered here. So they released a statement saying the committee is very disturbed by this video, would like to confirm that the video is not Miss Cayman Islands and has no affiliation with Miss Cayman Islands universe. So they looked it up and they found out that it wasn't. But because he has this lifelong relationship to the Cayman Islands, you notice that he's only speaking out when it affects him personally, the movie. Right. He, he spoke out when it was the movie and he spoke out when it was literally the Royal Cayman Islands police was like, you have to say something, it seems. And he said, I would like to clarify the person in my video, which was stolen from my private Instagram, is not Miss Cayman. I'm genuinely sorry for any confusion and my foolish attempt at humor may have caused. My deepest sympathies to Miss Cayman, Blah, 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 blah. You know why he released that? He's living there. He, he doesn't want them to kick him out of the Cayman Islands. Exactly. That's where he lives. That's where his kids are. He's only releasing statements when it hurts him. What happens with Army Hammer now? Like, what even? Where do we go from here? Like, if the conversation is all about this right now, do we think it's going to fade away? Do we think anything's going to happen? Do we think not everyone knows this information? If Will one movie just let everyone move on or will this stick with him? Mm-hmm. If he's an addict, he should get help. And if he's an abuser, he should get charged. There are so many celebrities who fuck up majorly and get away with it. Just look at Johnny Depp. Look how much it took for Johnny Depp to fully be ruined. You know, even after the Amber Heard allegations, he was still in movies. And they didn't kick him out of the Harry Potter movies until a lawsuit. Like Amber Heard was posting photos of her bruises and like he beat me up and they kept him in the Harry Potter movies. Because there are no actual charges on this one, no matter how much like the internet knows and how much we're convinced, like... This guy is fucking bad news, whatever. If there are no like charges, that to me is when like people start making changes and they're casting or whatever. Like that's mm-hmm. when he actually like changes. I mean, I think the shotgun wedding thing is more just like to wait till the co- – it's not even a movie that started filming yet or or anything yet. So yeah. Yeah. dropping out of that is it, – it implies to me that all this stuff is true, but it also implies to me that it's like let's do this damage control so we can like – basically make a splash in the future the thing about it is like he's always been a bit of a flop <laughs> you know just that's look the back thing at the Anne Helen like, Peterson piece no, from, J- from 2017 right that he was so mad at like it would be one thing if he weren't already a who well it's like stop trying to make army hammer happen army hammer's not yeah. going to happen stop trying to make army hammer happen 
we downgraded him in the Humis before who? any of this happened. You know, I that know. meant that broader culture already had. Broader culture already had downgraded him. So, like, yeah. I don't know that this is really going to change the trajectory of his career. And a cannibal thing is so absurd. It's so distracting from the point that mm-hmm. you won't even get to the next part. You won't even get, you'll say, oh, this guy's not a cannibal. He's just, like, kinky, and that's so funny. And, like, yeah. nobody will get to the next part. And you know what? Like, that's what happens. That's fucking I get sucks. it. Yeah, I get it. But that sucks. And it's no one's fault. It's not your fault for seeing that and moving on. There's just too much out there to really dig in. But there's more there. Yeah. Moving on. I don't know about you, but I got the shoppies and I'm ready to <laughs> shop. Shoppies. Thank God it's Rakuten's Big Give Week. You get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ulta, Adidas, Doc Martin, Ray-Ban. I'm just naming the ones that I like, the, the brands that I like. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During the Big Give Week, May 6th through May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. I just actually got some cash back. It's incredible. Rakuten deposits your cash back directly into your PayPal account, or they can send you a check. They have 15 million members who are already saving. So join today for free and get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of Big Give Week's 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hi, Who Weekly, uh, medium time, part time. I'm calling about Love Island US, um, which I don't think you guys watched from listening to the podcast. I don't think you guys watched it. But um, I'm just calling about the winners, Justine and Caleb, who seem like they've just broken up. Um, and they were like a big fan favorite. Everybody really loves them. Like Caleb came on and seemed like this amazing guy for Justine, who hadn't gotten like the attention that she obviously deserves for most of the show. Um, but it looks like they broke up and it looks like it was kind of messy. Like he's done these super deep, like word document length posts on Instagram asking people to give him privacy and not to condemn him. And, um, his comments are going insane. Like people are being so, um, like people are really mad at him. They're like, delete Justine from your Instagram. You don't deserve her. Um, so yeah, it looks like maybe there was like some cheating or some bad behavior, um, and I just wanted to, there was like even somebody who commented saying your mom implied that you were playing a role. We should have believed her. Um, so yeah, I was just wanted to know if you guys could look into that for me. Um, thank you so much. Love you guys. Live in Levita lockdown. Live in Levita lockdown. I did watch Love Island US because Love Island UK went on this hiatus and there was nothing else to watch. And luckily Love Island US season two was much better than Love Island season one u.s season one and live island Mm -hmm. season two u.s was really fun but i gotta say people i mean this is so obvious but you gotta stop putting too much stock into your reality tv show characters i mean i yeah like (laughs) sorry relationships and characters like these two were like the golden couple jaleb like she was so she was there for a really long time on the island looking for the right guy she was like kind of the audience fan favorite he shows up he's the perfect man he loves her they win which is the point of the show is to create a relationship that convinces america that you are the perfect couple and that you deserve a hundred thousand dollars i mean that is literally the point of the show and so now of course they broke up the all the all the couples from love island us have broken up 
All of them have broken up, FYI. Yeah. And I feel I kind of feel bad for both of them because obviously she was more into it than he was, according to the Reddits that I'm reading, where he had a relationship with somebody that wasn't quite finished at home. And so when, you know, obviously when they left the show, that was something that was going on. Not I don't know. These allegations of cheating, we don't even know what happened. Like somebody wrote this Mm -hmm. like on Reddit. They wrote this like step by step, what we know, what we know. And it's a little shady. It's a little sad. But the point is, is like if you don't think these people are playing a part, you're crazy. And so clearly they're what they had on the show, which is encouraged by cameras, the audience, the cast members, the environment was not enough to keep the relationship like after the show alive. So they broke up. But what are these, like, death threats? Is that just... Because he's saying that he got death threats after breaking up with her, after they Because people up. assumed that he cheated or thought that he cheated, and they were saying really terrible things to him. Yikes. It seems like she's more interesting as a personality than he is. Yeah, she was definitely more of the fan favorite than he was. And so that's why everybody was, like, so excited when she, like, quote-unquote, found love. And maybe I think it's mm-hmm. more... People are taking I it more see. personally that he and her are breaking up. But the thing is with the Love Island U.S. people is, like, it kind of sucks because, like, they don't really get the jumping off position that, like, the Love Island U.K. people get in the U.K. They're not as big as, like, Bachelor... Like, no, not as many people watch them as Bachelor. They're kind of, like, stuck yeah. in this, like... They have an audience, but it's not really a huge audience as big of an audience as maybe other reality stars in the u.s kind of sucks i feel bad about Mm -hmm. that you know yeah it's a good show i love that he used like the caller said what looks like he copied and pasted or screen grabbed uh typing something in word or a a word an actual word processor she used notes app. she implies that she will share her heart when the time is right so we make it more drama speaking of reality show relationship shout out to demi well, she's not a hooligan. She listened to her segment and was like, what? <laughs> I'm going to troll. I'm going to send a but photo. But I will say I love the the way that she presented to us the photo of herself. Because it's really hard to um, picture somebody listening to a podcast. It's really hard to illustrate that as a as a thing. Like, how do you <laughs> yeah, illustrate? you're right. <laughs> like, you're like, right. Like, if you wanted to illustrate me listening to a podcast, what would you take a picture of? Me in my headphones, like, holding up my cell phone, looking at the, like, app. Exactly. And it would be the logo of the... There's just no way to <laughs> So she took so she put it on her TV and stood next to it and took a picture. Like her Apple TV is playing an episode of Who Weekly about her and she's just posing next to it. What I think happened is that one of her friends was like, LOL, we talked they talked about you on Who Weekly and she was like, What's that? And then was yeah. like, Oh, that's funny. I'm gonna take a photo. She's very savvy. I loved it. And I love I she was I she was one of the only bachelor people I ever cared about. Her it her yeah. plot line was hilarious and fun. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I I'm pleased. I loved it. <laughs> Thanks, Demi. Yeah, it's funny. Thank you, Demi. Demi not Lovato. Next call. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I am calling after Biden has been successfully inaugurated, but that's not the biggest news. Um, I just passed a garbage truck on the street of New York that had a TSA starring Billy Idol, and it was hashtag Billy Never Idols, as in a car idling, like a car being on, I guess, while it stopped, I'm shook. Why would Billy Idol agree to be in such a campaign? How does the New York Department of Transportation have the budget for that? And 
I, I guess this just leads to the question, is Billy Idol? Uh, who are them? Before I would have said them, but this is hilly. Incredibly hilly. Crunch, crunch. Billy Idol never idols or Billy never idols. I thought that was funny too when I saw it for the first time. And I was like, idling, what is that? Oh, it's a play on his last name and also where you leave your car on and pollute. Yeah. I didn't know New York had such a big problem with idling, but apparently enough to it's spend a significant amount of money. They paid Billy Idol to be on these posters and to be in an ad that says don't idle. The idling is polluted graphics where it says pollutants from exhaust worsen ad asthma, increase the risk of heart disease, stroke, cause premature death. All these photos are so triggering to me. I'm just like, I can never, I can never idle. I can never condone idling. I can never look at idling. Like, you didn't care I'm going to be scared of idling until the day I die. I'm going to be so scared of idling. Yeah, well. The moment you start thinking about the pollutants in the air, Lindsay, at all the okay. times. like I didn't mean for this call to trigger you in that direction. We're trying to talk about Billy Idol. My air purifier is right next to me. I I'm believe fine. it. I believe it. I'm fine. Hepa them, it. man. <laughs> Hepa them. It. Billy Idol them. In light of that mastery performance of Photoshop, does Bernie Sanders know who Anna de Armas is? And does Anna de Armas know who Bernie Sanders is? And do you think Anna de Armas would support Bernie Sanders? Crunch, crunch. That's so many. Um, but the main question, does Bernie Sanders know who Anna de Armas is? No. Fuck no. Hell no. There's no way in hell he knows who Anna de Armas is. I don't even think he knows who Ben Affleck is. <laughs> he has not one clue who Anna de Armas is. Barely aware of Ben Affleck. Maybe has seen a Ben Affleck movie, but would not even be aware of the celebrity of Ben Affleck. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Being in Vermont, New England-y, he might know Ben Affleck, but Anna de Armas, fuck no. No. Would Anna de Armas support Bernie Sanders? I think so. I think absolutely. Young. Woke. Oh, sure, yeah. Why not? Why not? Okay, let's play a quick game of Who Are Them, starting with this. Um, of Rachel Bilson, Rachel Bloom, Rachel Brosnahan, Rachel Blanchard from Seven Heaven. Is any one of them? Crunch, crunch. Are any of the Rachels, Rachel Bilson, Rachel Bloom, Rachel Brosnahan, Rachel Blanchard, are any of those Rachels thems? I think Rachel Bilson is a them. You think the answer is really? none? Yeah. I think the answer is no. What? I think the reason Rachel Bilson's not a them is because there are too many other Rachels. There are a lot of Rachels. I think they're all so similar and confusing. Rachel Brosnahan's won like a million Emmys for the show that's won a million Emmys, and she's still deeply a who. Also, not to be rude, but all these Rachels are brunettes. <laughs> not Rachel. Not Rachel Blanchard. Rachel Blanchard, who played famously played Cher on the Clueless TV show. But then we yes. have other more famous Rachels, a.k.a. Rachel McAdams and Rachel Weisz. Oh, yeah. They're thems. They're thems. These are the hooey Rachels. And then you have Rachel Ucatel, or Ucatel, I forget how to pronounce her last name, who was the Tiger Woods mistress, who I was watching mm -hmm. the Tiger Woods documentary, and I was like, oh, God, remember her? Anyways. We got a lot sorry. of calls about Rachel Ucatel, and I was like, I need to... We need. I need to wait on this. Okay. Well, I can't great go doc. back. It's been it's a long a time doc. since I thought about Rachel Ucatel, and I need to. I need some time before I go back. Tiger and... documentary on HBO Max Part Two. Part One. Uh, part Two. <laughs> I can skip Part One. Juicy. I mean, can I skip Part One? I mean, it's a good. It's really a good documentary. So that it, like, it's actually you should watch Part One. But as a as a bit, I'm gonna say skip Part One. I should have watched that instead of I watched all the Night Stalker documentary. And I was like, this wasn't good. <laughs> told you night stalker them all these rachels who's you think they're all, all of them. Who's? i think all of them i think all of them 
Hmm. I'm willing to be convinced that Rachel Bilson is a them, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Just feel like Rachel Bilson is a them because... You're too close to Heart of Dixie. I think you're being unfair. <laughs> you're right. It's your favorite led, show of all time. She was in two. She was in a show. She led another show. It hasn't been on for a while. She did have a high-profile romance, but they broke up. Uh, he's not really a them anymore, or he's less of yeah, a them, and he yeah, was. Okay, yeah. fine. Okay, fucking fine. They're all who's. They're all who's. Rachel okay, Bloom, though? Next... Okay, you're Ooh, right. Fine. Yes. Okay, fine. That's a niche okay. show. But she's a theater them, Rachel Bloom. She's a theater them, I guess. She's like and Rachel a... Brosnahan is a Jewish them. Just kidding. She's not Jewish. She's just modernly. She's Maisel. And she does it in her different hair color. So it's really impossible to recognize her outside of that. Yes. Next call. So I did want to call about DNA because I came up at the, la- the end of the last show. Um, yes, I'm launching right into it. Um, basically... Watson and Crick are obvious thems. I think that pretty much everybody knows the names Watson and Crick. I mean, I'd be very surprised to find out that people do not. Um, The unfortunate who of DNA is Rosalind Franklin, who, contrary to popular belief, was not completely ripped off by Watson and Crick as much as just continues to not be credited for her important work that led to their model. Uh, I'm sure you're getting much more informed calls from actual scientists, but I thought I would call in this just in case. Crunch, crunch. What a tease. Watson and Crick, who are them? Crunch, crunch. <laughs> you guys, like, get let us get away with, like, literally nothing. <laughs> like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to talk about Watson and Crick. Watson and Crick. <laughs> They're fucking who's to me. Sorry. They're who's to me. I had I had to Google what they did. They're who's. I know they invented DNA or whatever. <laughs> they discovered DNA. <laughs> no, that's why I'm laughing. I know they invented DNA, but like, I don't know them. No one's, who's played them in a movie? Anyone I know? Jeff Goldblum played Watson. Oh, great. And Tim Pickett Smith, who I've never heard of, played Crick. Pickett Smith? But they're still who's. Um, they're who's, uh, even though Jeff Goldblum, that movie, I don't even know about it. So a who? 1987 movie about Watson and Crick. There's no way that's a movie that anyone cares about. No offense. Okay. No, to, to them, to, to DNA. We love DNA. It's great. You know what it's called? Science. It was a made for TV movie. You know what it was called? What? DNA? The Race for the Double Helix. Oh, ooh, sexy. I love that. That's hot. The only... Jeff Goldblum scientist movie that I Jurassic Park and it, that exists in my world. Oh, right there too, the the fly on Jurassic Park. Oh, he's he's been a scientist three times. <laughs> he's either battling dinosaurs or he's turning into a fly. He's not discovering DNA. That's too boring. How do we dramatize discovering DNA? It's like, bitch, no, move on. <laughs> two movies that are very fundamentally about DNA are so much more interesting than the movie that's actually about right. DNA. Right. <laughs> Do you think Jeff Goldblum like loves DNA? He's like, whoa, I'm just like so fascinated by the double helix. Jeff. That might be. Are you searching Jeff Goldblum There's, DNA? No, Jeff Goldblum loves DNA. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum gets a sensual thrill from playing piano. Jeff Goldblum thinks <laughs> palm reading is nonsense. I, okay. All right. Okay. So whatever, literally we've Jeff asked Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum every co- question in the book, but we have not asked him, why are you so horny about DNA? Hmm? Hmm? He, he'll, he'll say, I've been waiting for that question for 35 <laughs> years. Okay, okay. Last call. 
Anne Hathaway, them. Annie Hathaway, who? Did do people know that Annie rebranded? She rebranded. Rebranded. Trueheads knew that she was Annie because she she has referred to herself as Annie, and people have referred to her as Annie. Her co-stars always call her Annie. It always made me think it seemed too familiar. It never made me think, oh, she wants us to call her that. It's like how everyone called like interviews with Robert De Niro. They're like, oh, well, when I when I started working with Bobby, whatever. But like, I'm not out here calling him Bobby right, like, De Niro. You did because, not, like, I'm what? not allowed. But I kind of like that because I want celebrities to have their own lives. If I call a celebrity a name and they have a <laughs> – seriously, if, they, if I yeah. call them a certain name and they have a nickname, I think that's fantastic. Like, I don't deserve – I don't know them. They don't know who I am. Like, I don't deserve that like yeah. personal yeah. you know like it's like a friend like when you make a friend and you like switch to the nickname like you really have to like make sure you get to that point in your relationship where you're like allowed to do that i'm not gonna believe it until she makes it her credit like the lockdown poster still says anne hathaway right like like talk to imdb and then come talk to us yeah then say annie hathaway it says anne hathaway okay we're done thank you for listening to another episode of who's there our weekly call-in <laughs> show call in at 619 who them to leave questions comments and concerns and we may play your call in a future episode keep listening after the theme song for call you're doing amazing sweeties where we play just silly calls that we want to play but don't really either need or deserve a response <laughs> Our Patreon, patreon.com slash weekly. You know, we uh, never do. And Apple Podcasts, huh? You know, we always we forget to do. do. We always, we never forget. We always forget to thank Katie and Eric of the Who's for our theme song. I think oh. we should be thanking them every week. Thanks to every Katie episode. and Eric for our, for our, uh, for our theme song. For our Rita theme song. And we'll be back on Tuesday. And we'll definitely be talking about Jane Krakowski and uh, uh, this. Oh, God. Oh, God. End the episode. No, 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 Bye. no, 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 no. Bye. Okay. Hey. I guess you would call it a banana switch. Fuck, I fucked that up. Hi, I just found out today that Bonnie Hunt and Helen Hunt are not related, apparently. And my entire life, I've always assumed that they were sisters and that Bonnie was always jealous of Helen for being much more successful. But I guess not. Thanks. Bye. Um, <laughs> I'm at work, but... um. Does Sean Mendes know who Lyle and Eric Menendez are? <laughs> Sorry. Do you think he knows that? Do Lyle and Eric Menendez know who Sean Mendes is? Hi, long time, medium time. Um, I have a weird question. So what are the who's and them's of foodborne illnesses? So like E. coli is probably a them. Listeria, like probably a who. Um, anyway, my boyfriend and I are high in sushi and we felt like we needed you to tell us. So um, me indoors, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Hey guys, so I am currently in this like Zoom meditation slash like sleep hypnotist thing that is run by um, this like group that someone I know is in that's like very similar to Soho House. Anyway, so I was in this like deep meditative state from, you know, this class that I'm in and I just like happened to kind of like look up at like the members in the Zoom and it was just a still photo of 
Annalyn McCord. And now I can't get back to my, like, hypnosis slash meditative state that I was trying to be in because I am in, like, there's, like, 25 people here, and one of them is Annalyn McCord from 90210, and I don't know how I'm supposed to relax, crunch, crunch. Hi, I just had to pause the pod when we're talking about the Lost cast because one of my best friends um, met, several years ago met, um, one of the Lost cast members. I think it was Josh Holloway on an airplane. And um, anytime you ask her about the story, she's like, yeah, I met, like, the cast of Lost and like she was a big fan of the show she's like I met this guy from the cast of Lost on um the plane this plane but she can never remember his name she's always like yeah I, I don't remember who it was but I met him I knew him from the show and I just didn't know who he was bye did Sharon Stone and Margo Martindale ever have dinner together Rosario Dawson is at the inauguration. I just saw her on TV. Uh, uh, I'm alone in my house.